right there. And welcome to episode 9 of Cheap Seats, the one and only sports podcast produced by the WDBC Dragons program. This looks a little bit different. We're finally back in the studio. We, um, because of COVID-19, we only got four people on today. Can we go around, starting with Claire, and then go counterclockwise to introduce everybody? Hi, guys. I'm Claire Llewellyn. Hello, I'm Mindinda. I'm Jay Parsons. And that's all we got because of COVID-19. Um, obviously, we're going to be wearing masks today. And um, that's all I got to say for introduction. So I want to jump right into this. Let's talk some football. We got the championship round, so let's talk some divisional and wildcard football. What are y'all's thoughts about that game? What game are you talking about, like, just, in specific? Just, okay, let's start with um, the game. I know Jake's going to love the <laughs> Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that is a great starting point, Derek. Man, that's, you see, the whole game was ruined after the first snap. I mean, I'm sure you guys all saw the, the first snap of that game. It was just a fumbled snap and, like, resulted in a touchdown. Like, if that didn't happen, oh, my God, I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. It's bad. <laughs> and that, that's coming from a Pittsburgh Steelers yeah, fan, by see, the way, I'm ladies big, and gentlemen. I'm a Steelers fan, so it's just it's painful. It's absolutely painful. But <laughs> the, as the game went on, you saw that they, they you know, kind of came back. Like, I forgot the, the exact score of that game. But um, they, at one point, it was 35-7, to seven, I think at halftime. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh kind of held them, and they, they sort of came back, but they couldn't, they couldn't finish it. Been through four picks. It's just not a good game. I mean, something that stood out to me for that game was the play that Baker Mayfield made. Baker Mayfield's been on and off all year. He had that down game against the New York Jets, and I feel like that was a game Baker Mayfield we saw there, and that's one of the reasons why they won against the Steelers and why they had a shot to beat the Kansas City Chiefs this past Sunday. I mean, the, the, it, yeah, they, they stuck in it against the Chiefs, but, you know, Mahomes getting hurt definitely helped them out, for sure. Because mm-hmm. that, 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 that definitely made it easier. One other game I want to talk about is for the championship round. It was old man versus old man. Tom Brady at 43 years old going up against Drew Brees, who I believe is 39 years old. This could have very well been Drew Brees' last game. What are your guys' thoughts on that game? Hey, I thought it was going to be a lot more, uh, I don't know, explosive than it was. I felt like a lot of the touchdowns were rushing or kind of like, I don't know, just played out touchdowns, like a lot of plays to see the touchdown. And I expected more like, I don't know, I guess I'm just so used to watching them when they were more in their prime, I suppose, when they could just sling the ball everywhere to anybody. But, like, yeah, no. it was still a very entertaining game. Breeze definitely, he was definitely, you can tell that he's old, you know, just by how he's playing. He's not doing, he's not nearly as, like, strong of an arm anymore. You know, he threw three interceptions. So, you know, it's just, you can tell these guys are getting old. But you're probably right about that. I think Brady did kind of retire Breeze in that game. One thing that stood out to me for that game was, remember, the first two drives for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were three and out. Then the return man for the Saints had those two huge returns. One went back to, I believe, the 20-yard line. The other one was a a touchdown return that got called back because I believe a block in the back. So looking at that game, that game could have very easily been 14-0 at a blink of an eye. But I feel like in those two drives, Drew Brees and the Saints offense just in general shot themselves in the foot 
pitting up two field goals. They had two field goals to open up the drive, and I just feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities for the Saints in that game that Breeze was, or sorry, Brady was able to take advantage of. For sure, I completely agree. So, I want to talk about another team that kind of surprised me in general: the Baltimore Ravens. Do you think the Ravens could have came back from that game against Buffalo if Lamar Jackson was able to play the rest of the fourth quarter? No, probably not, honestly. I mean, he's just not hes not a playoff player. I mean, he's good, but he's just he just, he's kind of chokes in the playoffs every year recently. I see where Jake's coming from. Like, he, he really hasn't had a single performance where he stood out in the playoffs, and almost every single time he gets in there, they, they need one from him to continue along in the playoffs, and he just does not seem to show up. But I do think they would have had a better chance, at least it would have given him a chance to at least give to show everybody up and, like, say, hey, no, actually, I am this player if he didn't get injured. The one, th- the one thing about that drive that knocked out – Lamar was that the ball was snapped over his head and he had to run back and get it and no no one's catching up to Lamar Jackson he has Tyree Kill speed I feel like there's no defensive player or at least no defensive lineman that can catch up with Lamar Jackson so he should have just went down on that play down at like the one or two yard line so a he could have kept in the been in the game and b they it just I feel like would have hurt the Ravens less if he was able to stay in that game. But there's also one other drive I want to talk about that killed them. It was a drive to start off their offensive series in the third quarter where they made it all the way down to, like, the Buffalo 8-yard line, and they threw that pick 6 to Taron Johnson, the 101-yard rush or pick 6, which ties an NFL record, by the way. I feel like Lamar Jackson made an ill-advised throw on that throw, and... I'm going to say the same thing about the Ravens in that game that I did about the Saints. They just constantly, I felt like, kept shooting themselves in the foot. But hands down to the Buffalo defense, they definitely came to play when it comes to shutting down that run game for Baltimore. By the way, no Baltimore rusher had over 50 yards. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson had over 1,000 rushing yards this year. He was held to 34 rushing yards. Justin Tucker missed two key field goals in the first half. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of what-ifs about that game. I mean, yeah. Justin Tucker, two missed field goals, I think, kind of ruined all of the momentum for Baltimore. Definitely. Right away. Like, I could tell. I was just like, ooh. Yeah. No, the the Bills are definitely – I'm surprised it was that close. Like, I mean, it wasn't close. I mean, 17-3, but it was for most of the game. It's just kind of crazy because the Bills are, you know, super explosive – Definitely got to give credit to Baltimore, like Baltimore's defense. Baltimore's defense, they've had a really good defense all year. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we knew that it was going to be a defensive standing. And that's why I feel like I felt like Baltimore was honestly going to run away with that. Just because we saw before last game, we saw what the Bills have been able to do to stop the run this year. They haven't been able to stop it. Jonathan Taylor ran over that defense like crazy in the wild card round so to be able to say as a buffalo fan that our defense held all the baltimore rushers to under 50 yards is crazy to think about and that's why i feel like they have a good shot to be able to beat kansas city this coming sunday um i'm a big bills fan too do you guys think that if patrick mahomes doesn't return for the chiefs when they play the bills that um they could be in trouble 
Yeah. Yes. They're probably going to – the Bills are definitely – If They they have, like uh, – if – sorry, keep going. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, no, if Patrick Mahomes comes, they're, they're probably not going to win. But if he if he's if he's out, then they're they're probably going to win. So it's if Mahomes is in, the Bills probably won't win. Mahomes is out, the Bills are probably going to win. It's it all Matt, it all determines on what like Patrick Mahomes is going to do, if he's going to play or not. Do you guys think that Patrick Mahomes is good enough for like an MVP? I ca- I kind of want to go back to the if Patrick Mahomes if he doesn't play, are they done? I'm going to say no. Because the Bills' defense has been a week-to-week scenario, and yeah, we can think about, oh, they're able to stop the run. But Chad Henney, a Michigan quarterback, went 6-for-8 with 66 yards and an interception. So I think you got to think about it. you got to think about the receivers that Kansas City have. they got Tyreek Hill. they got um, Nicola Hardman. they got Sammy Watkins. they got Travis Kelsey, who's the best receiving tight end in the NFL. I think that if... Chad Henney's he's going to be needed to pit in a way to success. He can't be taking practice reps this week at practice. He's got to be given the green light either today or tomorrow, being like, hey, you're going to be the quarterback for this Sunday. Get prepared. See what the Bills are going to do on defense so we have the best chance to win this game. If he's just thrown into the fire, I think the Bills are going to win that one handedly. No, so back to your question that you had, Claire. About Patrick Mahomes, uh, do you think he's like able to be an MVP? I think uh, personally, I think he's like capable. Like if he's if, already done it, yeah, it, yeah, know, he's if, already won it if, before. I'll tell you what, if, if there wasn't a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, yeah, playing for the Green Bay Packers, pretty much, yeah, he would be the MVP. He would be, but yeah. Aaron Rodgers is just an absolute stud. Mm. And can't help but balling out every single night. So he is my MVP pick. No, he but should I do yeah, think Patrick Mahomes is definitely worthy of an MVP as long as Aaron Rodgers wasn't in the league. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers is gonna, um, or the Packers are gonna beat the Bucks because they have Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> that actually, See, that actually yeah. transfers into See, the next thing I had. That's huge. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's a good question actually. Mm-hmm. See, we got. We got we got completely different viewpoints on this. To answer that question, I think honestly, I think it's it's going to be the Cheeseheads and the Chiefs in the in the Super Bowl, baby. Uh, in my opinion, I don't see the Bills beating the Chiefs if Patrick Mahomes is back. No, no, I don't think so either. But, but it, it, if everybody's healthy, Aaron Jones. Um, the whole def- Green Bay's defense played amazing. They're good. Yeah, they're good. And they're not uh, really like – they were that great in the regular season. They yeah. played great yeah. last round. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but With they, Aaron Rodgers, if he just plays all right. Okay, but, I mean, the Buccaneers have Tom Brady. That's really all – it's like all you need pretty much. I mean, you know, Tom, Brady. Tom Brady. I mean, he's old, but he's still winning, you know. Because he has some great receivers. So, so he beat the, the – who really played the first on the football team? The Washington the football, football yeah, team. Yeah, they played the yes. Washington football team who's got an insane defense. He beat them. Who they put last year? The Saints. They uh, got a pretty New good Orleans defense. Saints. He beat them. I don't know. Brady's just seasoned. He's a GOAT. Hey, so, Ryan, I want yeah. you to think about something really quickly. The Buccaneers and the Packers played once already this year. The Buccaneers won 38-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. That was probably statistically Aaron Rodgers' worst game this year. Bruce Arians and the defensive coordinator for 
Tampa Bay are probably going to run a lot of the same schemes at Aaron Rodgers because they know it worked once. Just like the Saints mm-hmm. are going to run the same schemes at Tom Brady because it worked. So I just see, you can talk about whether at Lambeau, but I just see the Buccaneers coming out on top because they have Tom Brady and because the defense already was able to stop Aaron Rodgers once. I get where you're coming from, but I want to add on to that. You said that they're going to they're going to use the same stuff because it worked last time. Aaron Rodgers is the most adaptive quarterback mm, in the second, NFL. Second most adaptive. Who's behind, the first? Behind Tom Brady. He's just okay. I mean, he's just the goat. That's all there is to it. I mean, Simple. but if I'm being honest, you see more highlights of Aaron Rodgers tricking entire defenses to be offsides or tricking mm. people to be on the field. He's the most adaptive to how people play him. Like every single yeah. year, the Lions change how they play him because they have a new coach usually. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Usually. And, um, it, you know, he always finds a way to just dismantle. Yeah, that is the Lions, but you're right. I agree with Ryan. I think Aaron Rodgers has had a good season, so he's probably, like, confident. Okay. Well, you know, Derek said 38 to 10 in the first game. (laughs) Ooh, I mean, that's. But that's. I mean, that's it, that's all Aaron Rodgers needs. Hey, let me, one game. Let me bring up another stat about this. True. The Buccaneers scored 38 unanswered points against the Packers. Mm-hmm. 38 unanswered points. Time and time this year, we've talked about Tom Brady. Is he too old? Is it time for him to retire? He's had a brand-new wide receiver core all year. The only player that he's used to playing with is Gron- Rob Gronkowski, who's a year out of retirement. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Brown. And Antonio Brown. Uh, for one a game. For a week. One game. <laughs> for one imagine week. He was one probably game. in practice with them. Look, so he look at Tom Brady. touchdowns. I mean, he's obviously not too old, you know. Look at Tom Brady against a football team, against the Saints, and look at Tom Brady week one. Mm. There's going to be a drastic change. Because of the chemistry. The Buccaneers' offense is clicking at the right time. And who do the Packers have on defense besides Cher Alexander? Who they're going to match up against probably Mike Evans. So that frees Antonio Brown. That frees uh, Chris Godwin. That frees Rob Gronkowski. That frees all these receivers that Brady has. The Buccaneers' offense is a lot like the uh, the um, Chiefs' offense. they got so many weapons to kill an, uh, to kill a defense. That's a really good point. No, this is going to be a super good game. Is it the second game of the day? This will be the first game of the day. <sighs> See, that kind I mean, that kind of sucks, but whatever. I mean, it's going to be a good game I either way. I honestly feel like it's the better game. It's much better. It, this is the best game probably Brady of this Rogers playoffs. Brady yeah. Rodgers in the NFC Championship? Yeah, what? That's the best game of this year's playoffs. I have to agree. You know? But so let's, I mean, let's think about the quarterbacks that we have in the championship game. We mm-hmm. got... Patrick Mahomes, who, okay, he might maybe. be out. Yeah. Tom maybe. Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. We got two old men in the NFC. We got the teacher and Patrick Mahomes, and we got the student and Josh Allen. That's where I like the NFL because it's evolving. It's becoming a younger man's game. Yeah. Like, look at all these quarterbacks that we had in the divisional round in the AFC. We had Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and, um, Patrick Mahomes. Three out of the four were in that 2018 draft class. So that just shows, A, how good that draft class is, and B, just how this game is evolving to become a younger man's game. So just hands down to Goodell and what he's doing to be able to transform this game to make it where it's constantly evolving. For sure. See, Mm -hmm. I kind of... 
I mean, I hate the Browns, but I think it would have been interesting if they beat the Chiefs because, you know, it would have been, I mean, it would have been completely different in each, you know, in each division or conference. So it would have been, you know, the Packers and Buccaneers in the championship game and then the Bills and the Browns. Like, no one would have guessed that before the season started, yeah. you know. It would have been sweet. You know, I was watching an old episode of Chiefs, or sorry, I was listening to an old episode of Cheap Seats yesterday with one of my friends. And I remember saying something about the Bills don't have the firepower to be able to beat these teams in the AFC. Look at the two defensive defenses they've beaten. They've beaten the Colts and they've beaten the um, Ravens. Two of the best defenses in the AFC. Yeah, you can say they're both at Buffalo, the 6,700 fans. Which, by the way, in Buffalo, 6,700 fans is like 67,000 fans. That's how crazy loud Bills Mafia is. Just... I take back what I said then. I feel like the Bills have the firepower to be able to beat any defense. It's just, will yeah. their defense be able to keep up with an offense like Green Bay or like Kansas City? That's the question mark. I think that's still left about Buffalo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephon Diggs? No, yeah, he's good. Yeah. I think, I think no, he'd be yeah, offensive player nice. of the year if there was not a man named Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Regular season-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to give it to him. You do. That's fair. So one other thing I want to talk about is some Super Bowl favorites. Who do you think, standing right here on January 19th, who do you think is the favorite to win the Super Bowl? Uh, if, if Patrick Mahomes is healthy, pa- the Chiefs. If not, the Packers. That's what I should be I saw a stat this weekend that said, like, the – Chiefs give up the most red zone defense their defense does. The Packers score the most red zone touchdowns. So I really see that game coming down to the wire, and that game will will be a big indicator of how the NFL is evolving into, like I said, the younger man's game. Yeah. And that game's really going to be dependent on if Patrick Mahomes can play but even if the mm-hmm. Bills make it into the pl- or into the Super Bowl, I think no matter how the Bill or if the Bills or the Chiefs make it into the Super Bowl, or if the Packers or Tom Brady and the Buccaneers make it into the Super Bowl, that's gonna be an offensive game. I think both defenses are gonna go through a living nightmare to be able to try and stop these offenses. No, no matter which two teams we're looking at playing in Tampa Bay come February February eighth or seventh. Yeah, my f- my whole family's from Buffalo, and they're all in the Bills Mafia, so I want the Bills to win, obviously. But, I mean, I don't... I'm pretty sure the Bills have been in, like, six Super Bowls in a row, and they haven't won any of them. But that was, like, a long time ago, so... Maybe they're coming back. Have they ever won before? No. There's no, been a okay. lot of comparisons for Josh Allen being compared to Jim Kelly. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it's fair. This, I mean, it's this fair, is going to yeah. be an unpopular opinion. <laughs> I get this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I think Josh Allen's better than Jim Kelly. Look at all the records of Kelly's that Allen broke this year. I mean, yeah, he's probably going to be. I mean, yeah, can't really he, say it yet. That's you know. what I, yeah, I yeah. heard that. He's definitely going to be, though, if he stays in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You never know what he's going to do. For the Bills, looking at the Bills and looking at all the firepower they got in offense, the two players I'm looking at them needing to sign, re-sign to long-term extensions, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I said you need to give, A, both of them a king's ransom, and then, B, give them a, a key to the city. 
Get them a key to Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Give them yeah, that yeah, big yeah. cartoonish of key that you see in the movies. Oh, they need to. Those guys are so big for them. Like, Stefan Diggs really showed what he can do this year. I mean, it's crazy. And that's the thing about, like, it's crazy how in the NFL, how one quarterback and one receiver can transfer an offense. Mm. Look at the Buffalo offense last year. They were carried by the defense. Remember, they blew a 16 to nothing lead against Houston in the divisional round last year. Oh, yeah. Or, sorry, Holy in the wild crap, card yeah, round. They did. And oh so it's crazy to think about <laughs> what one receiver does because the big three receivers in Buffalo right now are Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, and John Brown, which, by the way, it's awesome that they have John Brown back. He's been huge for them this season when he's not injured. So it's just crazy to think about. Stefan Diggs is the only new receiver out of the big three yeah. that is there. So it's just crazy how one receiver yes. can change. I mean, that's that's the same with the Texans, though. I mean, the second they lost the um, Hopkins, yeah, Hopkins yes. yeah, they just they're they're kind of done because you know Deshaun Watson's probably gonna get traded. Maybe the Steelers. There's off season, so you never know. It's crazy. All right, look at like uh, I am. Um, Tampa Bay. We're at Tampa Bay. Look at what that offense does with Tom Brady versus mm. Jameis Winston. And Tom Brady is on his own level. Like, <laughs> Tom Brady, in my book, best quarterbacks go Tom Brady, Brett Favre, everybody else. Like, if you're looking at a um, like one of those hierarchy charts for quarterbacks, it'd be Tom Brady, Brett Favre, some other quarterbacks, some other quarterbacks, some other quarterbacks. Like, those are the best two uh, quarterbacks in NFL history. So, Jameis Winston and Tom Brady are on different levels. But think about how much Tom Brady has transformed that offense just in one year. And remember, Tampa Bay signed him to a two-year deal. So, he's there for at least one more year. And I mm -hmm. think they're going to try and extend him in this offseason. He changed the entire, like, course of, like, that organization, though. Because I saw this crazy stat, and we're all about 17, pretty much in the same grade. So the last time the Buccaneers were in the playoffs, we were in first grade. Yes. And the last time the, the Patriots weren't in the playoffs, we were also in first grade. And each of those teams had Dom Brady. So it's just, yes. and, you know, it, it's just crazy. And that's what I'm talking about, like, the NFL is evolving. Is yeah, it's becoming a younger man, younger man's game. But it's also you got to scheme, you got to be original. Mm. Look at how teams were able to stop Baltimore this year. It's because they're being unoriginal with their offense. They're not scheming up new things. It's a uh, run with the running back or run with Lamar Jackson. Like look at what Buffalo did. Buffalo brought blitzes. They brought pressure. They brought Taron Johnson multiple times. So they're getting that free. A rusher at Lamar Jackson, they're causing havoc, they're pitting him behind the chains, and that's what's causing them to have those third and eights, third and tens, where it's forcing Lamar Jackson to throw the ball downfield, which he cannot do that consistently, and it's been shown time and time again this year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I want to move on. We only got a few minutes left in the podcast. I want to move on to some college football. We got some Alabama and o Oklahoma State. We obviously... Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State got embarrassed in that game, nonetheless. What do you think was the downfall to Ohio State uh, in that loss? 
I mean, no one was going to beat Alabama, so that's yeah. pretty much what it was. Their de- Alabama's defense and offense, really. Their whole team yeah. is just so overpowered. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, it's disgusting. Ohio State was very good this year. Literally the, probably the second best team. Definitely the second but best But you team. just can't beat Alabama. No, you can't. Especially not this year. No, no chance. The one thing that stood out for me about the Ohio State team is obviously they were wrecked by uh, COVID this year. They had multiple uh, games where they got canceled or they were missing a big chunk of their team. Mm. They were missing a lot of starters on defense in that game. And Mm. now, obviously, hands down to Alabama, to um, Nick Saban, he's an awesome coach. He's an awesome college coach. He... I say you need to learn how to scheme. He knows how to scheme. And he's made Alabama a winning culture. He ma- he's made them a winning college football team, which is hard to do. But also you got to look at it wh- where it's like, what if Ohio State had their defense? What if Ohio State had Trey Sermon? So it's just, for me, there's a lot of what ifs in that game, even though I am giving – Alabama props for being an awesome football team and an awesome program. Yeah, imagine if Devontae Smith played the whole game. Now, yeah. I mean, what do you have? He had like 200 yards, that's four a, that's touchdowns. A fair point. He that's set like the record for receptions in a, in a, in a championship game yeah, in, in, the, in the first half. Yeah, one and half. And then didn't play the second yeah. half. Ooh. I mean, that would have been, I mean, he probably would have had six touchdowns, maybe more, in one game. I don't even know. Against Ohio it. State. That's insane. <laughs> It's yes. yeah, he's good. He's very good. Nick Saban is the greatest coach in college football ever. Okay, in college, college football, football, yes. Yeah, not in the NFL. But yeah, I he don't. He was terrible I in the know. NFL, but he was pretty good in college. Yeah, he's a good college coach. How about Urban Meyer? Urban Meyer is going to be fun. I don't know. Yeah. In the NFL, yeah, they're, they're going to have the first. They first are. Part. They're going to. Yeah, he's picking Trevor or part. Justin. You think he's going to get? Justin from Ohio State. Oh, why? He Just, could. He why could would they it. pick Justin Fields? Now over a Clemson guy. He, yeah. Why would he pick a Clemson guy? Why he doesn't boy. know him? Yeah, Trevor he knows Lord, Justin. He doesn't know Justin Fields. No, he you're never, right. He never coached yeah, Justin Fields. He didn't. A didn't. and B. Why are you gonna pick <laughs> Justin Fields who had he did he 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 two he good games yeah. over someone that's a once in a generation talent. Like, yeah, you're right. I think, in my opinion, it's one thing if he coached Justin Fields because then you can build on that chemistry they made at yeah. Ohio State. But he never coached Justin Fields, so why is he going to pick someone over Trevor Lawrence who I don't think there's going to be a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence in a long time no. coming from the draft? No, there won't be. Yeah, you're right. No, he's definitely going to pick Trevor. Justin Fields is no, nowhere near as good as Trevor. It's fair. That'd be pretty sweet, though. The thing that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> that would be <laughs> like we're running this program like yeah. I ran Ohio State. Uh, yeah. No, Justin <laughs> Fields is sweet. I like Justin Fields, but I think don't get me wrong. I think Justin Fields is gonna be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Just if I'm Urban Meyer, I have the chance to pick who I think could very possibly be the next greatest thing, the next Patrick yeah. Mahomes. So. Yeah. I don't care if I coach Justin Fields all four years in college. I'm I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. Probably. Just yeah. because Trevor Lawrence, he has the talent, he has the work ethic, he has the athleticism to be the next Patrick Mahomes, to be the next face of the NFL. And 
Justin Fields is going to be a good quarterback. It's just, I just, Trevor Lawrence is on a different level than all the quarterbacks in this draft. And the thing about Justin Fields is it's going to be interested to see where he goes. Is he going to go to the Jets? Are they giving up on Sam Darnold? Or is he going to go to, like, the Falcons? Is he going to go to, I don't know, the Lions at number seven? Hopefully. If he goes anywhere, hopefully it's the Lions at seven. I mean, probably not. But you see, it's it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of scary to draft an Ohio State guy because they're just never good in the NFL. That's the same with Alabama, you know? The quarterbacks, they just never come and actually do anything. I was about to say Derrick Henry's. No, 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 <laughs> no, quarterbacks. Yeah. Not running backs. But yeah, 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 yeah. Quarterbacks. Yeah, and the thing about it is looking at the Lions, um, they just hired a new GM last week in Brad Holmes. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be a reason they hired a first-time GM. He's never GM'd in the NFL before. So there's got to be some reason behind Martha Ford Hampton hiring this guy versus all these other qualified people that can run the job. And I don't know if it's, hey, I want to trade up in the draft to get Justin Fields. Hey, Mm. I want to trade back and get assets for my rebuild. Hey, I'm going to stay at number seven, but I'm going to take this other quarterback that can be a -a once-in-a-generation talent by the name of Zach Wilson or by the name or uh, yeah, Zach Wilson or by the name of Trey Lance. Mm. So there's got to be a reason that they hired this GM that they aren't releasing to the public yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So that's going to about do it for Cheap Seats Episode 9. I want to thank everybody for joining me on this episode. Thank you for listening. If you're listening live or recorded, let's go around one more time and say names. I'm Claire Llewellyn. I'm Ryan Dinda. Jake Parsons. And I'm Derek Steele. We'll see you next episode.